This week's parsha is parsha's Lech Lecha, and this parsha has many subjects and sub-stories to talk on, but I decided for this shiur to focus on chapter 14, pasuks number 20 to 23. Chapter 14 deals with the war of the kings. Five kings were subjugated under four kings and they rebelled. The four kings decided to wage war against the five kings. They were victorious. One of the defeated kings was the king of Sodom. Lot, Abraham's nephew, at that time was living in Sodom. The victorious kings took the possessions of the defeated kings. Included in that possession was Lot and all that he had and he was taken captive by the four kings. The story continues that Vayovoy Hapolit, that the fugitive came and notified Avraham that his nephew has been taken captive. There's different opinions who was this fugitive. One opinion is that this fugitive was Oig Melachaboshon, that he escaped the floods. The only person that escaped the floods besides Noah and his children and the wives of his children was Og, which according to the Midrash, he was hanging outside the ark. The other opinion is that he was a fugitive from the war, that he was part of this war, he was able to escape, and he came and told Avraham that Lot was taken captive. And the Midrash brings a third opinion, that it was the angel Michael that came to notify Avraham that his nephew has been taken captive. Avraham, as soon as he heard that his nephew was taken captive, armed his disciples that were born in his house, which were 318 men, and he gives chase to the four kings. According to Rashi, 318 is the numerical value of his servant Eliezer. The Aleph is 1, the Lamed is 30, that makes it 31, the Yud is 10, that makes it 41, the Ayan is 70, so that's 111, the Zion is 7, that's 118, the Reish is 200, that makes it 318, so when he says that he took 318 men, according to the Medrash, and according to the Gemara, in the Dorin Daflamet Beis Amadalev, he actually took only Eliezer. He chased them during the night and is able to defeat the kings. He brings back Lot and all his family and all his wealth and also the wealth of all the people that were taken captives and also the women and the whole nation. As Abraham is coming back, the king of Zdom comes to meet him. And also, it's written right afterwards on Pasuk 18 that Malki Tzedek, king of Shalem, which according to the Talmud is Shem, the son of Noah, came with bread and wine and he gives a blessing to Abraham. And Pasuk number 20 finishes saying, Vaitan lo maser mikol, that he gave him maser from everything. The Torah doesn't specify who gave maser to whom who tithe, who gave 10% to whom. Therefore, there is three opinions. One is the opinion of the Riva, 
which says that Shem ben Noach is the one that gave Maser to Avraham Avinu, that he is the one who gave the tithe. The second opinion is the opinion of the Zohar, which says that Hashem is the one that gave Maser to Avraham Avinu. And the third opinion, which that is the one that we are going to focus on in our Shir also, is the opinion of Rashi. Rashi says, Vaiten lo Avram, that Avram gave to Shem ben Noach, Maser Mikol, and Rashi adds, Mikol Asher Loi, for everything that he had. Why Lefisha or your Kohen? Because Shem ben Noach was a Kohen. But Rashi doesn't say only that he gave Maser from the spoils of war. Because it's written, Maser Mikoil gave Maser from everything, Rashi adds the words, Asher Lo, everything that he had. At that point, Vayoimer Melech Zdom al Avram, the king of Zdom tells Avraham, Tenli Hanefesh, give me the souls, Varechush, and the wealth, Kachloch, take to you. In other words, the king of Zdom says, I don't want the money, I just want the people. Give me back the people and you could keep the wealth. Avraham right away says, Avraham the king of Zdom, I raise up my hand, which Rashi explains it's a language to swear. I swear Lashem Kemelion to Hashem Koineshomayim Vorets, or the maker of heaven and earth. Im mechut if from a thread or a shoelace, the im and if ekach mikola shalach, I will take from anything that you have, the loy soimar, so that you should not say, ani sharti as Avram, that I made Avraham wealthy. So Avraham is saying, I swear to Hashem that I'm not even going to take a thread nor a shoelace. And I'm not taking anything that you have because I don't want you to go around saying that Abraham became wealthy because of me. Now let's analyze the Psukim again and let's take a look a little more details and we'll learn some interesting things. It says, and we're going to learn like Rashi learns that Avraham Avinu gave Maiser to Shem ben Noach. But we still have a problem. Where did that miser come from? Did that miser come from the money of the spoils? In other words, in other words, the money that he got from the war, or did the money come from what he had previously? The Ramban learns that that money came from the spoils. The Ramban learns that Avraham Avinu could give up the rest of the spoils, but once he acquires the wealth of the spoils. And the law is that if you save from the sea or save from the army, that you are entitled to get that spoils, that riches. And since Avraham Avinu had defeated the kings, automatically he acquired the property of the kings, the property that the kings had confiscated from Sodom and from other places Avraham Avinu automatically acquired. Avraham Avinu told the king of Zdom that he doesn't want anything from that riches, but nonetheless, once it came to his hand, it became his automatically. 
and once it becomes his, he becomes obligated to give Miser, and that is the Miser that Ramban learns that Avram Avinu gave to Shem ben Noach. And he continues that the king of Sodom saw that Avram was so generous that he is willing to give up of his wealth to Shem ben Noach, then he decided to ask for the people, give me the people and keep the money. And Avram Avinu says, I don't want the money. Before we give the other point of view, we first have to understand a very troubling statement in Pasuk number 23. Avram Avinu tells the king of Sodom that I don't want to take anything from you, so you should not say, that I'd made Avram wealthy. Rashi brings down that Avram Avinu was telling the king of Sodom, Hashem had previously promised me by saying in the beginning of the Parsha, I will bless you. Rashi brings there, how is Hashem going to bless Avram by giving him money, by making him wealthy? So Hashem already had previously promised that I'm going to become wealthy. Hashem has ways to make me wealthy. I don't need your money that you should say that you made me wealthy. Before Hashem asked a question, if that is true, how come Avram Avinu on chapter number 12, Pasuk number 16, there when he goes to meet Pharaoh, and the Pasuk there says, Ul Avraham heitiv bavura, to Avraham it was good because of her, vahi loi, and it was to him, tzoinu bakor, sheep, vachamoirim, and donkeys, vavadim, and slaves, ushvacho is maidservants, vasoiners, and female donkeys, ugmalim, and camels, which seems to imply, and Rashi actually says, that Paro is the one that gave the money to him, that he gave the gifts to him. How come Avraham wasn't afraid at that point that people will say that Paroi made Avraham wealthy? How come Avraham was afraid that the king of Sodom will brag that he made Avraham wealthy? And he was not afraid that Paroi would say the same thing. In truth, if out Rashi, we could say that based on the Cheskuni, that the Cheskuni says that the story of the kings happened before Lechlecho, that the war of the kings was approximately when Avraham Avinu was 74 years old, and Lechlecho happened when Avraham Avinu was 75 years old, we could give the simple answer that at that time Avraham Avinu did not want to take the money because he didn't need the money, because money for Avram Avinu has no value, it's not important to him. But afterwards, when Hashem promised him by Lech Lecho that he's going to make him wealthy, then Avram Avinu decided that Hashem is giving him the wealth through Egypt, so therefore I'm going to take the wealth of Egypt. The opposite what Rashi says. Before there was no promise that he's going to become wealthy, so therefore he didn't want the wealth from Zdom because he didn't want to have anything associated with Zdom. Avram Avinu is a person that doesn't need any wealth. But afterwards, when Hashem promised them by Lech Lecha, which happened after the war of the kings, according to the Cheskuni, he promised them that Avraham is going to become wealthy. And then Paroi gives the money. Avram Avinu decided that he cannot refuse to take the money because that must be what Hashem meant that he is going to make him wealthy.
and Avram Avinu wanted to materialize Hashem's promise. Therefore, the story of Zdom, which happened before the promise, Avram Avinu has no purpose on accepting the money from Zdom and having his wealth. But after Lech Lecho, where Hashem promised him that he is going to become wealthy, and the story of Mitzrayim, according to everybody, happened after Lech Lecho, at that point he already had a promise from Hashem that he is going to become wealthy, he wants to materialize because he thinks that this is the way that Hashem is going to send him the money. Sefer Oznaim Latoira gives two answers how come Avram Avinu decided to take the money from Paroi and he didn't want to take the money from Zdom. One answer, which is a second answer, he says that you don't understand what Avram is saying. Avram is just saying that I don't want to take money from you because I don't want you to say that you made Avraham wealthy. In other words, he explains that if Paro would say that he made Avram wealthy, that is okay because Paro is literally telling the truth. Avraham had nothing and Paro gave him the wealth. So Paro really made Avraham wealthy. But you, king of Zdom, if you are going to say that you made Avraham wealthy, you are just a liar because in reality, everything really belongs to me. Because since I took it from the kings, and like we mentioned, the law is if you take something in a war, you capture something that was captured by somebody else, then you're entitled to keep it. Therefore, I don't want you to come and lie and say that you made Avram wealthy. I'm giving you back your wealth because I don't want you to be a liar. The other answer that Sefer Oznaim Latoya brings is a little bit different. And he is wondering how come the Pasuk starts saying, and you shouldn't say that you made Avraham wealthy. So it explains like that, that Paroi is a very wealthy king. Paroi has got a lot of money. And Avraham at that point, he was going through a hunger year, and he needs to support all the people that were with him. So he needs to support his yeshiva. That's what he brings. Avram Avinu thought that it is proper to take from a person that has so much to take some of his wealth if he's giving it in order to support his people. But you, king of Zdam, you have nothing. You are king over nothing now. That you're even asking me to give you the nefesh, to give you the people to become king. So you have no property and you have no people. You have so little that you don't even have a chut, a fret, or a sroichnal, or a shuleis. From you, I don't want people to say that I took your money, that I took from a poor king, that I don't have chesed. You are so poor and I even took your money. So therefore, I don't want to take anything from you. I don't want people to go around saying that you were a poor king and I took everything that you had. So therefore I decide to give you back your kingdom and give you back your wealth. The other answer they answer is based on Parsha's bow. That since on Parsha's bow, Russia brings down that the Bris Ben Absorim, what is written in the end of our Parsha, the covenant between the parts, what is written on chapter 15, Pasuk 
number 13, the famous promise, Yodea Teida, you should surely know, Kiger Yezaracho, that strangers will be your children, Be'eres Olahem, a land that is not theirs, Vavodum, they'll be enslaved, Ve'inu Oisom, they'll be afflicted, Abba Meoshona, 400 years. And then the next Pasuk says, the nation that they will be enslaved, I will judge, and then they will come out if a huge wealth. And we all know that this is a clear prediction for our enslavement in Egypt. And according to Rashi, even though this is written afterwards, but Rashi and Parsha's boy on chapter 12, Pasuk number 41, there it says, in the end of 430 years, the Jewish people left Egypt. Rashi is bothered by the reference of 430 years. The promise said only that we are going to be slaves for 400 years, not 430 years. So Rashi says that it's 430 years since the promise was made. That Hashem said that your children will be slaves for 400 years. That was meant that Yitzchak, as soon as the birth of Yitzchak, the 400 years starts counting. But up to the point from the promise until Yitzchak was born was a span of 30 years. So 430 years from the promise that you made in Brisbane Absorim, which is the end of our parsha, from that date, 430 years later, we left Egypt. Comes out, according to this, since Yitzchak was born when Avram Avinu was 100 years old, and the covenant between the parts happened 30 years before, then comes out that Avram Avinu is 70 years old at the covenant between the parts. And that is clearly before the story of Lech Lecha, which the story of Lech Lecha clearly says on chapter 12, Pasuk number 4, Vavraham ben Shonim Veshivim Shona, that Avraham is 75 years old when he was in Choron. So comes out that Briz ben Absorim, according to Rashi, happened before the story of Lech Lecha. And according to Rashi, the criticism that the Rambam brings on chapter 12, Pasuk Yud, on Avraham Avinu, the Ramban says, Veda, you should know, Ki Avram Avinu choto chet godel bishgog. Avram Avinu made a huge sin by mistake that he brought Sarah to that trouble and he left Israel just because it was a little bit of hunger. He should have trusted in Hashem. But according to Rashi, we could say that Avram Avinu specifically decided to leave Eretz Israel. As soon as he saw there was a little excuse to go to Egypt, he specifically decided to leave Eretz Yisrael in order to achieve what the Ramban actually says always, that Masse always simen labonim, whatever our forefathers did is what we have to learn from, is a simen for us, or whatever they did will eventually happen to us. The Medrash in Vayikro Rabbo, Parshalamet Beis, hey, there it says, Ravuna says in the name of Bar Abba, Soro Imenu, she went down to Egypt, the Godro Atzma Mino Erva, and she was able to curb herself from immorality. Therefore, the Nigdru Bishusa, all the women were curbed in her marriage. The Madish seems to imply 
that the fact that Sari Menu was able to control herself and not the morality, therefore all the women in the future during the enslavement in Egypt were able to curb themselves for immorality and could be that Abraham knew that Sari Menu was such a holy woman and that she will curb herself from immorality and Abraham wanted the future generations to be able to curb themselves. Therefore, it could be that Abraham wanted Sarah to be taken to the house of Pharaoh and withstand temptation and curb herself in morality so she'll be able to influence all the Jewish women in the future. And the message continues, Yosef, you are the Mitzrayim. Yosef came down to Egypt. The God that asked for Minerva, he was able to withstand temptations from the wife of Potiphar that he did not commit immorality. All the Jewish people were able to curb themselves from immorality because of his merit. So you see that whatever our forefathers did that helped us in the future to be able to effectuate what needs to be done. That is the reason why Avram Avinu decided to take the money from Egypt. Because since Hashem already said that they will come out if a huge wealth, Ramavinu wanted to effectuate that thing as Maseovo, similar bonim. So therefore, he wanted specifically to take the money from Mitzrayim in order that the Jewish people will have and be able to take the money from Egypt in the future, that he should have a halos in the future. And eventually, on Parshas Boy, chapter 12, Pasuk number 36, it says, They emptied out Egypt from money. So Avram Avinu's work actually took effect. And eventually in the future, he was able to influence the Jewish people to be able to have the will to remove all the money from Egypt. Therefore, Avram Avinu was only happy to take the money from Paroi, from Egypt. But taking money from Zdam, there was no purpose. So therefore, Avram Avinu didn't want to take the money from Zdom without a purpose. In Egypt, there was a purpose to take the money because this is a sign for the future generations that the Jewish people are going to take the money as Hashem had promised them in the Brisbane Absorim, in the covenant between the parts. But taking money from Zdom, there was absolutely no purpose. Since there was no purpose, Avraham Avinu says, I don't want to take any money. I have no purpose in taking that money because that is not going to do me any good. Sefer Tuvap Ninim from Rapinchas Yuda Lieberman answers the question how come Avram Avinu did not want to take money from Zdom? But before he answers this question, he asks another true question. That he asks in amazement. The Postuk says that the king of Zdom, which before the king of Zdom was called Bera, Bera Rasha brings down base Ra, that he has two evils. Ra Lashomaim, his evil to the heavens, verala briois, and is evil to mankind. So this is the king of Zdom, which is called Bera, because base two ra evils. The king of Zdom comes to Abraham and says, Ten li hanefesh, give me the souls, varechush kachla, and take the wealth to you. Since when did the king of Zdom become such a chosid that he's willing to give up all the money and he cares about the people? And then, Sefer Tuvapninim asks, where is Avram's answer? Avram doesn't answer anything regarding the souls. Avram answers regarding the money. He says, no, I don't want to take the money. 
you keep the money. But where is Avram's answer regarding the souls? It doesn't seem like he answers anything. Sefer Tuvapnim answers that Avram Avinu, when he decided to go to war against the kings, Avram Avinu decided to be Moiser Nefesh himself, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And after Avram Avinu won, all the nations around realized the greatest miracle that happened to Avraham, and all of them came and decided to make Avraham king. As Rashi on this Parsha, chapter 14, Pasuk number 17 says, there the Pasuk says that the king of Zdom came to Avraham after he came back from hitting Kedala Omer and the other kings that were with him. They came to Emek Shove, to the valley of Shove, who Emek Amelech, that is called Emek Amelech, the valley of the kings. Rashi explains what is it called Emek Shove, why is it called valley of Shove. Rashi says, Shehushvu Shom Kol Homois, that all the nations of the world became equal. They agreed if one mind that they are going to make Avraham king because they saw the great miracle that happened. They will make him Nasi Elohim, a prince for Hashem, Ulekatzin and for a shiftin, that they agreed to make Avraham Avinu a king because they realized that Hashem is really the one true God and they all got closer to Avraham. So Avraham's influence over them were greatly increased because everybody realized that the God of Avraham is the one true God. Therefore, the king of Zdom, realizing how great Avraham's influence is going to be and he won't be able to do evil things anymore, the king of Zdom, who is evil to heavens and evil to people, decided to cut the influence of Avraham Avinu. How you are able to cut the influence of Avraham Avinu? By telling the people that Avraham Avinu didn't do it because of Hashem. He did it because he wanted the money. He wanted the money of the four kings. He wanted to get the loot. He was only in there for the money. And like that, he will minimize the influence that Avraham Avinu had over the other people. So that's what he said. Ten Nefesh, give me the souls. In other words, you are now influencing too many people. I don't want you to have the nefesh. I don't want you to influence that people. How are you going to do that? Take the money. If you take the money, then I'll be able to tell everybody that you did it for the money. You didn't do it, Al-Kiddush Hashem, to sanctify Hashem's name. The only reason you did it is for the money. So Avram Avinu says, Harimoisi Yodi, I lays my hand, El Hashem Kel Elyoin. Koine Shomayim Vaoretz, Hashem who makes heaven and earth. Why does Avraham Avinu need to say, Arimoisi Yodel Hashem Kel Elyoin, Koine Shomayim Vaoretz? would be enough to say, I raise my hand to Hashem if I'm going to take from a fret to a shoelace. Why does he have to keep the adjective maker of heaven and earth? Because until now nobody knew that Hashem is really on earth. Everybody thought Hashem is the creator, he stays in heaven, but he doesn't get involved in what happens here in the world. But now that he made me victorious over the kings, then everybody sees that Hashem's hashgacha, Hashem's supervision goes even on the earth. Therefore, Avraham is telling directly the king of Zdom that I am not going to allow you to lose the influence of Hashem being the creator of heaven and earth by taking your money. 
I am not taking your money, automatically, by not taking your money, I'm automatically taking an effort, I'm taking the souls, meaning the people that were there, because the souls are going to realize that there is one true God, and everybody is going to be influenced by what they saw, and they won't be misdirected by you th telling them that I did it for the money. Therefore, Abraham couldn't take the money from Sdom, but yet in Egypt he didn't have this problem, and he could take the money from Egypt. Just a side note, the Gemara in Adorim, the Flamed base, Ahmed Aleph brings down that the reason that we were enslaved 210 years in Egypt, in the name of Rabbi Yochan says, <speaking in Hebrew> that Abraham caused people not to come under the auspices of Hashem. In other words, he caused people to stay away from Hashem. Where is that? And he brings our posuk that when the king of Zdom says, Tenli Anefesh, give me the souls, Varachush Kachloch, and you take the money, Abraham should have said, I want the souls, you keep the money. But yet Abraham didn't do anything like that. So Abraham was faulted for letting those souls stray and not come under Hashem's control. And therefore, to remedy that, we had to go to Egypt and the morale explains many people converted to Judaism at the time of the Exodus. So those people that converted to Judaism are parts of the soul of those people that got stuck in Saddam because of Abraham not taking the initiative to take the souls. Sefer Pardas Yosef says that the reason that Avraham Avinu did not want to take any money from Saddam is because Avraham realized that it was only through a great miracle that he was able to best and to be victorious over the kings. Like we mentioned before, one opinion says that Avraham Avinu went to fight the kings with only Eliezer. So there were two people fighting all these kings and yet they were victorious. So they all realized it was a great miracle and Avraham Avinu did not want to have a Noah, to have a benefit from Masanism, from miracles. Therefore, Avraham Avinu decided that he doesn't want to have anything to do with the wealth of Zdom. Sefer Panim Yofes gives another answer why Avraham Avinu did not want to take the money from Zdom. And he says that since there is a rule that Ir Anidachas, that a city that is going to be destroyed because of idol worship. And also there is a klala on Sdom, there is a curse on Sdom. Avraham Avinu realized that the same way Iran Idachas, a city that is destined to be destroyed because they committed idolatry, were not allowed to have any benefit from their property. So too, he did not want to have any benefit from the property of Sdom. Sefer MS Yaakov answers the question how come Avraham Avinu took the wealth of Egypt and did not take the wealth of Zdom? And he brings the Pasuk on Mishle Proverbs, chapter 10, Pasuk number 22. The Pasuk says, Birkas Hashem hi tashir, the blessing of Hashem will make you wealthy. And you don't have to bring sadness with that, you don't have to bring toil with it. But the simple interpretation is that the blessing of Hashem will come 
but Hashem's blessing doesn't come if people being sad. And here Avraham Avinu realized that the king of Sodom is sad. Avraham Avinu realized that this cannot be part of the blessing of Hashem since it's involved the sadness of the king of Sodom. Unlike before by Paroi, where Paroi gave him the wealth wholeheartedly and it wasn't involved with sadness, there Avraham Avinu thought this could be the blessing of Hashem. But here, since it involves sadness, Avraham Avinu realized that it cannot be the blessing of Hashem. Therefore, Avraham Avinu said, I don't want anything from you because then it will be like you have made me wealthy. That you shouldn't say that I made you wealthy because since it involves sadness, then it's not Hashem that actually gives you. You would give me and that involves sadness. So therefore, I don't want to take any of your money. Rashi in Soita Dafyudzayin Medalev gives a reason why Avram Avinu didn't want to take a thread or a shoelace. He brings the reason Shivriach Gezel that Avram Avinu realized that the money that is if it's dumb is stolen money, and Avram Avinu did not want to take anything that involves stealing, even though technically once he saved it from the kings. It's no one's property anymore. According to Allah, you're allowed to take the property for your own. But since Avram Avinu realized that this money originally had come through stealing, Avram Avinu didn't want to have anything to do with gazelle, with stealing. Therefore, Avram Avinu decided to give back the money to the king of Zdam. But in Egypt, the money wasn't involved in any stealing. Avram Avinu was entitled to keep it. As a matter of fact, you could say Going back to our original question that we asked in the beginning of the class, that it's written in the Apostle, that he gave Miser from everything. Where did Avram Avinu give the Miser from? Did he give from the loot or did he give from his own money? Rashi says, Mikol Asher Loi, everything that he had. So the Maharal in Gurari says, Loi Minashvi, Azeh, not from the loot or from the spoils of the war. You're not allowed to give myself from something that is not yours. Why is it not yours? Since it's stolen, you cannot give myself on something stolen, that's something stolen by others. So therefore, since Avraham Avinu did not want to take the money because he believed this is stolen things, he couldn't possibly give myself on something stolen. The Satmar Rebbe in Divrayoyal says that our supposition that we had for asking our question that Avraham took money from the Egyptians and he wasn't afraid that the Egyptians will say that they made Avraham wealthy and yet Avraham did not want to take money from Zdom. Satmar Rebbe says that that supposition is wrong. And our proof for that premise was on chapter 12, Pasuk number 16, there it says, Ul Avraham hated Bavira, that to Avraham he treated well because of her, Vahi Loi, and he acquired, we translated, Toinu Vokar, cattle and sheep, and all the rest of the stuff. And from there it seems that Avraham Avinu received this as a gift from Paroi. But if you take a look, Targum Unclus, Targum Unclus says, and he had, it doesn't say Vahiloi, 
and he acquired Vayhiloi, he had sheep and cattle. And also, Satmar Rabbi says, you see clearly that it doesn't say Vayiten Loi, he gave to him Tzoyin Ubakar. It doesn't say that the king of Egypt gave to Abraham sheep and cattle. It says that he had already sheep and cattle. And another question that the Satmar Rabbi asks, that before on Pasuk number 13, when Abraham Avinu is telling Sarah that she should say that she is her sister, the Pasuk is a very peculiar Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Imri no at, please tell me that you are my sister, so it should be good to me. So Rashi says, what does it mean, should be good to me? Rashi says, Yitnu li matonois, they will give me gifts, and my soul will remain alive. Now we'll live, I won't die. The Satma Rabbi asks, where are the priorities of Avram Avinu? Avram Avinu seems to be more interested in money than interested in actually being alive. Because he says, please tell me you my sister, so I will get gifts and I will leave. What is the priority? What's going on? The truth is that other Mephorshim asked this question, how come Avram Avinu said it in this order? And Mephorshim explained, based on the Gemara, Tanis, Base 8b, there the Gemara says, in the days of Shmuel ben Achmani, there was a famine and a deathly plague. And the rule is that you're not allowed to pray for two things. You only could pray for one thing. So the Gemara is trying to debate what should we pray for. The Gemara in the end says, Rabbi Shmuel Brahmani says, that we should ask Hashem that you should eliminate famine, because if Hashem gives you plenty, He only gives you to live, because it's written, Hashem only gives those gifts for people that are going to live. So therefore the Gemara says that if you can't pray for two things, pray for one thing. You should only pray for plenty, even though the priority is to live. But if Hashem is going to give you plenty, He's not giving you plenty to die. He's giving you plenty in order for you to have enough to live. So therefore, automatically, the other one is including the first one. So the Farshim explained that this is what Avraham Avin was saying, that he wants to pray to get gifts. Once he's praying to get gifts, automatically Hashem is not going to give him those gifts for him to die. Hashem is giving those gifts for him to remain alive. Therefore, that's what he says. They'll give me gifts and automatically, and I'll be able to live. His priority was to live, but since you shouldn't pray for two things, so he decided to make say, you know, they'll give me gifts. If they'll give me gifts, automatically, the only reason that they give is for me to enjoy, automatically, I'll remain alive. But going back to the Satmar Rebbe's question, how is it possible that Avraham Avinu should prioritize receiving gifts over staying alive? So Satmar Rebbe goes with the pasuk that says, Soine matono zichia, that person who hates gifts will live. The Gemara in Chulin Daf Memdalet says that Rabbi Lazar, when the Nasi would send them gifts, he would refuse and used to comment, don't they want me to live? The pasuk in Mishle 15 says, Soine Matono is somebody who hates gifts, Yichia is going to live. And he explains that Avram Avinu never got gifts from anybody because people didn't like Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was the odd man out. He was the monotheist. He was the one that didn't believe in gods. 
So Abraham Avinu never had the chance to receive gifts. Abraham Avinu wanted to be able to deny and say, I don't want gifts, because this is a zgula by somebody giving you gifts and you saying, I don't want, it's a zgula for you to leave. The Satmarab explains that that's what Avram Avinu is telling Sarah Imenu. Avram Avinu is telling Sarah Imenu, tell them that you are my sister, because since suitors will come, they will give me gift, and my intention is to deny. Automatically, if I deny those gifts, I follow the dictum of the Pasuk, and that will be as gula for me to remain alive. I'm trying to find the zgula I shouldn't die. And the zgula that I find is that we should make believe that you, my sister, automatically suitors are going to give me gifts. I'm going to refuse those gifts. Automatically, by refusing those gifts, I'll end up being alive. And once I end up being alive, it'll be everything fine. That's why it's written by Hiloi that Hashem gave to him, not Vayitan Loi that Paroi gave to him. It's telling you that he already had Tzoyni Boker. That's why he didn't need to receive the gifts, because Hashem had given it before Tzoyni Boker Vavadim. Hashem had given before all the wealth. As a matter of fact, it is a clear proof in the Pasuk that he already had wealth before, because in Pasuk Hey it says, Veskol Rechusham Asher that they took all the wealth that they amassed in Choron and they went to the land of Canaan. So obviously they were already wealthy before. So Vahilo is telling you that Hashem already had given him that he didn't need the wealth of Egypt. And according to this, our question, how come Avram Avinu didn't take money from Zdom and he took money from Egypt? The answer, according to the Divra Yoel, is that he also didn't take money from Egypt, that he always believed Hashem is going to give him the wealth, he didn't need to take money from anybody. And Hashem is work should help, that you should learn from Avam Avinu, Masa Ovois Simon Labonim, that certain times we're not allowed to take money, that if we see that the money is tainted or comes from a bad source, we should make sure that we do not use the money, and also we should make sure that every time we do have money, we should use that money for the good and make a Kiddush Hashem out of it. And if you do that, then we'll merit to have Moshiach come. Beis Amikdash rebuild. Bimheru Bayomenu. Amen.